ladies and gentlemen and variations thereof, welcome to the Selective Zorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. So casual, I've once again forgotten to tell these guys what order to introduce themselves in. <laughs> ah, consistently bad. That's 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 what we do. That's how we do it. Uh, my name is Rotten Deadite, and with me today are everybody just guess. Just talk at once. Everybody just go at once. Well, I am I, no, I'm, I'm a star because normally Chris picks on me, so mm-hmm. I am Felix, otherwise known as Banu Hanumasaishi. I am James, also known as Aramithius. I am John, also known as Sifri. And that went about as good as it could possibly have gone. So uh, <laughs> today, folks, we're talking about souls. We're talking about uh, the stuff that, the, well, actually, we're, we're talking about exactly what we're talking about. Uh, that's, this. it's been... Probably years since we talked about this last. It was one of the first casts we did. Yeah, because it, it was before my time here. Yeah, and and it was uh yeah probably a different set of casters, and it was really um it was before ESO came out. I think so. We've learned a bunch of stuff about souls in ESO, and we're probably going to be doing a lot of that. We're probably going to be going back and revisiting some of the older subjects. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, probably um uh the Clockwork City. And, um, you know, uh, Soth the Sill. And uh, anyway, and. Um, Does that mean we're about to become Soth the Sill Cast 2.0? Oh, we're definitely going to do Soth the Sill Cast 2.0. As a matter of fact, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to try to set up something with Train Wiz to see if we can get him on the next one. Um, yep. So, if, assuming he's down, <clears throat> and I really hope he is, we'll have him on the next cast. Um, so, that's a little sneak peek of what we usually talk about at the end of these things. Um, <clears throat> no one listens to the end. Yeah, nobody got it. No, seriously, you watch the drop off. I, talk, I love I lo- I'm such a huge nerd for statistics. Uh, I love watching the, the way the viewership uh, uh, slacks off on our on our um, channels, on our videos. And I'm I'm I've said this before, but I'm really pl- proud to say that it's not unusual that we have exactly the normal kind of drop off that you would normally see in a video. My fear is that the drop off is sudden and dramatic. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So, uh, so what we're doing is, uh, so one of the reasons, other reasons why we wanted to uh, bring up souls again, aside from the fact that we've got a lot of additional information from, um, from ESO is that the last souls cast we did, I was, that was back when I was trying to keep these casts under an hour. Foolish, mm-hmm. foolish me. Uh, so, so I think we're going to be able to to cover a lot more stuff this time, which is good news. Yeah. Uh, and and I've noticed. I mean, I, I am I I've, I'm almost a lurker on TES lore now, uh, but I have no. I have been watching uh, what people are posting there, and there are still a lot of questions that the community has about how souls work in the Elder Scrolls games, and mm-hmm. that's. Uh, one thing that we definitely want to cover first, which uh, um, I think Arimetheus brought up in a uh, in a, a document earlier, is uh, it depends on who's writing. Is kind of <laughs> the unf- it's a cop out answer, yeah. but the specifics change depending on who's writing. That's just the truth. It's also a problem because they don't actually use precise language, mm-hmm. which is a problem. They'll 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 um the stuff that happens with in ESO basically when Molag Baal starts hijacking the ideal masters yeah. um get up for the, the stream mm-hmm. yeah yep. um but he gets a bit of this he gets a bit of a soul um but then it talks about the things that wind up laboring in cold harbor as being beings without souls but they're a part of a soul so it it's so now um, souls have parts yeah, yeah. No, 
Which yeah, I'll, again, I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's definitely probably where we should start leading in. Then is what exactly is a soul, and what is its nature in the Elder Scrolls universe? Because if it can be divided or fragmented, or it can be part of an oversoul, such as uh, the Akashard or the Talos oversoul. Um, what does that mean and how does that work should probably be where we start and then kind of go from there. I think um, it's the most well, complicated part of it, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the most obvious question, or at least to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But now, to, well, to, to me, at least, if you're, if you're going to talk about souls being split, then what's getting split from what? And then you've got... Um, the idea of white souls and black souls and what uh-huh. you know they are, um, which the the it's the biggest span. The, it almost seems that when we had white souls and black souls, we had what was almost an Aristotelian model of the soul in the Elder Scrolls universe. Uh-huh. With Aristotle, Aristotle's soul um, soul thing. I need to remember the labels now. Yeah. Um, Don't ask me. I I, I read that years yeah, ago. It's a you have a vegetative soul or a. Um, just a soul with energy, which is what plants have, which is just the ability to grow. Right. Uh, yeah. then just got, to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got a sensitive soul, which is what animals have, the ability to feel sensation and react to it um, and that sort of thing. And then you've got a reasoning soul or a rational soul, which is what humans have yeah. because they can think and they can do things abstractly. Um, Aristotle kind of bunched those into different parts of the soul and when you had black and white souls it it felt very much like that was something that was going on in the older scrolls that when you had higher beings in air quotes whatever that was um whatever that meant then they would have a black soul and that seemed to be linked to them being sapient being able to reason and um self-reflect and so on um which is probably a whole different kettle of fish. Do we want to get into the gradients at some point in this cast? We well, and, and that's, that's, that um, is something that Aristotle was really big on. Aristotle yeah. and a lot of Greek and Roman philosophers were really, uh, or, or, or I should say like, you know, Western European philosophers in general, it seems to me, during that, during that sort of age, were really uh, fascinated with the idea, uh, with this idea that humans could reason and, pro- and solve problems and be self-aware. Um, yeah. And I, I don't like, uh, well, it's an, it's interesting to me that they would say that, that you could, you could start arguing that a, a trait that humans have is their ability to reason when you can give a dog a puzzle and they'll figure that shit out too. <laughs> and like, and you don't have to be well, I mean, you, but you don't have to be in the 20th century to do that shit. Like any, anybody can put a treat under a cup and, and see what happens, yeah. you know? So I don't like, um, so I, I don't know why I know that, I know that Aristotle had a lot of reasoning behind that, but the general philosophy of that, of that age seemed to be fascinated with this idea of humans as reasoning creatures and 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 being very uh uh um it seemed like they were putting in specific steps to um what they consider to be logic you know yep 
where they they were they were beginning to you know you start with a hypothesis you test with the hypothesis you test the hypothesis you change the hypothesis etc that that kind of like early scientific method sort of stuff and yeah it was an attempt at it i guess yeah it was, it, it was the, flawed but there was the, the very beginnings of it yeah yeah but you've got that sort of kind of multi-part model in the elder scrolls um with black and white souls possibly right but you've also got the notion and, that we find out in ESO. Where I'm sorry to interrupt, white, James, but yeah. when you say with black and white souls, you're, you're talking about the book, right? Yeah. Or yeah. That just or with, or with just with with souls in general. Um, in general, you have you can have black soul gems which can capture um, NPC souls, and you have mm-hmm. normal soul gems that can capture creature souls. Right. Um, but then you have in ESO this pamphlet that's basically saying. Because we won't, don't want people to muck around with necromancy, we're mm-hmm. going to tweak our spells so that they can't, so that you need more powerful stuff to capture, to capture, um, to capture more powerful souls. Now, and the black and white soul was just a distinction in talking about it. it right. it's, pu- it's purely semantics and how mm-hmm. the spells were constructed. So, well, isn't all of the Elder Scrolls just brimming with semantics? <laughs> like, really. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but even is more it a so spear in this case. or is it a spear? Well, well, <laughs> right. Well, but you see that, but that's the thing is like the like you'll you'll notice in Elder Scrolls lore what seems like semantics is actually like a real thing. Like first metaphors. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so so if somebody says something like you know our souls are alive, then. I mean, it could be artsy. It could be they're being poetic, and it could they could literally mean that souls have a life or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of uh, uh, but but yeah. So so I think to to sort of to 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 catch people up, um, there is as James was saying, there's a um, the difference the, the differentiation between a black soul and a white soul in in a game in the game is explained in lore by a lot of different people a lot of different ways so depending on who you ask you're going to get different an- answers but uh and and i feel like i have this i have this this general kind of intuition that most magical systems or sciences of magic in the elder scrolls universe seem to insist or suggest at least yeah either suggest or outright state that the soul of a human being is different from the soul of an animal mm-hmm. and the right mm-hmm. in a way that's fundamental other than how much power that soul can offer you can, or can 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 manifest, you know, in terms of like the battery esque way that they use souls in video in the video games. Um, so yeah. at that point, so and and what I'm trying to lead James onto here is mm-hmm. uh, the uh, what we're what we're what we're what I'm heading towards at the moment is the idea of souls that have a certain amount of power and what determines the power or value of a soul. Uh, which I think James, you and I were arguing that it was um, probably experiential. It feels that way, and the, e- yeah. the stuff we see from ESO um, pretty much conf- almost seems to confirm that because there's a 
and te- there's a text that seems to be Manimarco's notes of the vestiges soul gem mm. and saying that he's got this weird one that's kind of growing new nodules and going in different shapes in different directions and doing all this stuff and the other which is obviously meant to represent the vestige getting more getting more experience becoming more powerful etc etc mm-hmm. so um so the um you've potentially got the notion there of a soul being able to grow through um through experience and what it's exposed to um you you make it do things you you teach that you teach the dog how to do the trick and it, well, the soul will grow um uh, so to speak mm. um and then, ev- and then eventually you can build up from teaching the dog how to work out what's under the bowl to doing differential calculus. Right. If we're going to extend that <laughs> metaphor. Um, that, that oh, sorry, be- miss. My dog did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that should at least be possible in the model that, of, the soul, of that sort of thing that the Elder Scrolls has with souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still kind of that's still quite a lot of undifferentiated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, that it's all these experiences are happening and kind of growing the soul as an entity, but you've not got parts as such from what I, from what I can tell. Although there's, I think it's spirit of the Daedra, um, which is trying to make the difference between, um, between the animus and something else. I will check that. And yeah. Um, well, okay. So actually, so I, I, I'm occasionally a, a Chinese mythology nerd, and traditional Chinese, uh, tri- what I'm going to call traditional Chinese medicine, which is actually loosely religious, but um, and and intrinsically probably Taoist, uh, suggested that chi- that souls have a hun and a po, and the. Mm, am I pronouncing it? Yeah, the Hun, which is a, cl- a cloud soul, and the Po, which is a, literally translates as white soul, uh, it det- you know, are have, both have to be ne- you know together in a body for there to be life as we consider it. So uh, this is a uh, uh, so the the Hun um, is a uh, ethereal entity sort of that leaves the body when the uh when the body dies and the po is a uh is a soul that's that remains with the body after it's deceased and uh apparently you can have multiple hun hun and po souls so uh taoism for example i think suggests that there are three hun and seven po um Mm -hmm. And uh, some people, apparently, some some systems argue that there has to be an evil, an equal balance, and that an unequal balance can cause certain naturally certain you know dysfunctions. Um, but there's a, uh, but this sort of reminds me uh, of the of the idea of a vegetative soul of the of you know the soul that's required for animation, and then another soul that's required for conception. Uh, Conceptualization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's not, it, 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 there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of precedence for the idea of parts of a soul or a soul that can be divided or a soul that, or, or multiple types of soul and that the one that you capture in 
Uh, a soul gem is either part or an incomplete part of a soul, or the ones that uh, Molag Bal is collecting are incomplete. Um, not a, not a whole lot of specifics there, but yeah, I, I'm 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 just saying that there's a lot there's that, that that seems very plausible to me. It would not surprise yeah. me at all if we ended up with something more definitive at some point in the, in the future. Yeah, well, we've got we've got a, something that might wind up being definitive if you pull some rather obscure parts together. Um, probably the best yeah, yeah, do bits that, that yeah. <laughs> probably the best thing jumping off point that we've got um as i say um is kind of spirit spirits of the daedra um which kind of kicks off with destroy the body and the animus is cast into the darkness but the animus remains talking about the daedra hmm. so the the daedra have an animus um in i think it's the lunar lorcan uh yeah it's talking about duality and one of the things of mm-hmm. of duality that the Lorcan myths rail against is the idea of anima animus right um so you've um if we're going to combine those two then it feels like daedra um in the sense of um of dramora and lesser lesser daedra at least i don't want to involve princes at this point um seem like they have parts that seem like they have a lopsided soul they have they they have the energy or they have something, but they're missing something else. If you look at um, oh, chaotic creature um, talks about um, having um, souls having a, an inuic valence or something or valence um, as well. So it's possible that the Daedra are just missing that. They're they're missing that synthesis of inuic and Padmaic stuff. I don't like those two terms at all, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. they're. Um, but they're missing that kind of yin yang order and chaos thing, which is going again going back to the Chinese mythology. Side. Exactly. Right, but to kind of keep things sort of more in the Elder Scrolls universe, yeah. um, I'm sort of thinking now: what if the reason why the Daedra don't have that same kind of oomph that a soul can give has to do with the nature of the Elnafe ultimately being the children of creation? Is that like potentially hmm. tied tied in there in some way in the sense so, that the Elnafe, yeah. whether they're wandering or not, mm-hmm. were sort of um because okay. For as those the, who are sort the, of new or tuning in, you, you know, they, they shattered Nur and Nurn was born out of the sort of smashing together of all these different worlds, the twelve different worlds of creation. Mm-hmm. This is where the Elnafe come from. Mm-hmm. So maybe it has to do with that by being the children of Nur, that that's sort of what causes someone to have a soul because that was arguably the first life, if that kind of makes sense. Well, speaking of um, going back to the bit about experience, the uh, experiential mm-hmm. nature of the soul, um, when you consider something like the Elma Fey, they're also children of several different gods that got mixed all together. So you have quite a lot oh. of different bits of different souls or different gods coming together into um what, what's the word like like a melting pot uh i guess it's kind of a mixed how I, salad yeah yeah so you would imagine that conceptually just from that alone what a soul would be would already be very different than the uh, vestige of oh. a daedra mm. Uh, sort of. Um, I had this. This actually, like the the actual origin of how souls are created. James, did we? Did you find anything about? I don't remember anything in that document you wrote before this no. cast 
that says anything about how I mean, we we under we we generally speaking, you can get a lot of agreements in among the various uh, uh, metaphysical structures in Elder Scrolls that souls come from Aetherius, that uh, in in some way or another, they certainly re- return to it through the dream sleeve nine times out of ten. Uh, depend and whether it's the dream sleeve or something else, the the specific names that this that are attributed to this process depend differ depend on who you're talking to, but. Um, and I say this, unless you're an Argonian, generally speaking, the, your soul comes down from Aetherius through Oblivion and into Mundus, mm-hmm. probably. Okay. But that still doesn't explain why that process happens. You see what I mean? Like, in, in terms uh, of like what, why souls enter from Aetherius? Well, yeah, well, I'll put it to you this way. When, when Mundus was created... We know that Lorcan um, either created Mundus so that uh, 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 so that the the spirits of the um, Etata, the Adra, can combine together to create a situation in which the infinite beings that were, I think I have that right, the Etata, mm-hmm. could learn death. And improve themselves, and then eventually escape the Kalpic cycle. Yeah, that's that's a possible suggestion. Um, if if you're if you're uh, Dunmer or Manish, probably. Um, if you're uh, uh, Adra, uh, if you're um, excuse me, if you're Elvish, uh, then uh, the mayor would suggest that he uh, that uh, Lorcan built it to trap. Uh, uh, the 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 beings inside of it because he was a cruel and pernicious dickhead and he wanted people to suffer. He wanted to you know he wanted to watch suffering or he just wanted to be a trickster and just fuck with people you know or some or or whatever it it doesn't matter. But the, the, either way, either explanation of how Mundus of why Mundus was created does not also include why mortals were created. Uh. You can you can argue that it's a side effect of Mundus being created that the um, Atada then created then evolved sort of to become the Elnofe, and that that's how it had to happen because now they're now that they're in Mundus they have to be mortal, right? Yeah. Um, Call me out if my my logic gets spurious. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I, I kind of want to pick up on what John kind of hinted at there because I was, I was, I was thinking that just from that description of kind of what what compels souls to come back from Aetherius and come back to Mundus in any way, shape, or form, is it something to do with? Um, I don't think we've got anything to necessarily suggest that this is the case, but my gut feeling is that because everything gets combined on Mundus to create Mundus then everything kind of flows back to the points where um where all their bits came from they get they get expelled out and try and go back to their original aligned ae um and right. then, mm-hmm. but because they are tied to mundus because of what the adra did they have to come back mm-hmm. i don't know whether that's quite the same thing as what John was wanting to say. Because there's also yeah. the fact that Nern is essentially a giant metaphysical soul maze. The uh, the Mantella and the idea of a soul gem and 
a lot of these things are based off of this idea that you're going to trap a bunch of spirits in a place that they can't escape. And that's why the Yokudins have these stories about trying to find a way out. So they're essentially trying right. to escape the maze. Mm-hmm. Um, but are they trying to escape the are they trying to escape the trap of Mundus or are they trying to escape the Kelpic cycle? Yes. <laughs> That's, okay, I'm actually, I'm actually Hi, glad you said that because uh, that's Jokinen and Redguard expert here. So, um, well, I, 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 I just wanted to say real quick, I, I, like we we've had some we've had some suggestions from Kirkbride that Mundus happens every Kalpa. Yeah. So if that's the case, can you definitively say that Mundus is not part of the Kalpa? Are they in in that respect both part of the same cycle? I, I would argue yes. Right. Okay. So um, I would argue, and people mm-hmm. are welcome to disagree with me, but with regards to the Yokinins and sort of aspects of souls, um, I would argue that when they're talking about the far shores, it sits at the literal edge of memory. Case okay. in point, the Khajiit are also basically, as we found out recently, the Khajiit also have their own version of the far shores, which is the sands behind the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, if they're sitting at the edge of memory, waiting to come back, as it were. Um, I can't say for certain that they want to escape um, the Kelpic cycle. They just want to be safe for it, I think might be the, the best way of, of looking at it. They just want to be um, safe from it. Well, like okay, the 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 devouring of Satakal that's going to eat all the worlds, mm-hmm. which means that then we're back at square one, or rather square zero, and you have to get creation all over again. And then they come back from their time of waiting to teach all the new souls, right? So here's how it was in the past. Here's how it's going to go again. Which is why everything is tied to memory. So I don't really see it as much of an escape as they might imagine. It's just an escape from mortality but not necessarily the calpic cycle if that makes any sense um yeah okay mm-hmm. um the the next thing i i want to touch oh, on that we sort that, of not that, passed that, over earlier but that actually that that actually makes perfect sense because we always talk about how the red guard have a somewhat marish sort of perspective on on the kalpa and on reincarnation and the like the altmer don't have any problem with the calpic cycle they they kind of think that it's the way things are supposed to be. So they wouldn't be trying to escape the Kalpic cycle. They're just trying to make it suck less. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, to the right guards, everything is suffering, right? Which is why they want to leave, which is why they became such good sailors and walkers. Mm-hmm. You know, they learned to walk at strange angles. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to, to sort of go back to something we touched on earlier with, with souls and everything. Um, and full disclosure, this is my own personal bias. Uh, I loved Legos as a kid. So when I think of souls in the Elder Scrolls universe, I think kind of uh, Lego building blocks, right? So you have right. the Talos Oversoul, the, the Akatusk is this kind of dragon oversoul, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how you can kind of inherit the soul of a dragon and add it to your own sort of building this soul armor, almost as it were. Everything's a a building block, the Dwemer soul stack, like a bunch of little brass Legos and some giant <laughs> brass daddy. Um, oh wait, no, sorry. Brass daddy is something still. Um, Numi-chan. Yeah, there we mm-hmm. go. There you go. Um, so I've always kind of seen, and again, I could be completely wrong about this, but I've always kind of seen souls as um, necessary 
building blocks that never truly leave. It, it like you can you can get a whole box of Legos of various different kinds, and it doesn't make any sense at first. Mm-hmm. Then once you order it, you decide to sort it by color, by size, by uh, number of bricks or like the little dots in its length. You decide to order it in your own way. And you can create something. You can create a house. You can create a car. You can create a battle scene of some kind, a castle, whatever it is you want. And then at the end of the day, either by your own hand or by someone else's, it gets destroyed and put back into the pile. And maybe you remember how to build that exactly again. Maybe you don't. Or maybe you decide, oh, you know what? As you learn and get more experience, you build a better version of a house or a better version of a castle and you sort of Spaceship. do this over and over again, but it all goes back into the same box. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm really making a lot of sense here, but this is just how I've always yeah. kind of viewed it. I would translate that in elder scrolls language into Creatia. Creatia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, and I love any metaphor that involves Legos. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think that's, uh, existence precedes essence. Yeah, I'm trying to get existential on what, what, what IFW was saying. Yeah. Um, oh, does that mean we got to talk about Carl Jung? Is is it is that like is it that bingo box time? No, uh, no, no. This was, I tried really hard not to do any reading on that in in all the young crap that I've got right now. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it actually ties in too much with um with the idea of with the idea of souls for existentialism simply because um I don't know. Um, well, do- um, do we want to actually yeah. talk about why yeah. souls go where they want to go? Because I think you had yeah. some really good references about lunar currency. Yeah, yeah we should definitely was, hit on that. Yeah, because... Yeah, um, so let's let's define the term AE, first. Um, AE is, because, yeah. Right. I think we need to. <laughs> so like this, the, there are some extremely specific points on this that I think James and I disagree on. But generally speaking, I think I'm one-to-one in parallel with him on what lunar currency is. Um, so, so when you, you talk about, uh, a person who dedicates their soul to Namira or, uh, Mafala or whomever, and their soul, then when they die, supposedly goes to that Daedra or Adra, if you like, which is something that humans suggest and Daedra frankly suggest is valuable to them. I mean, why else is Molag Ball doing all this horse shit in, in the second era? I mean, it's he, he wants souls, obviously. Um, gotta have them souls. Yeah, he wants batteries. Oh, before comes. Thank you, IFW. You've thrown me completely off. Um, uh, okay. And so, um, so, what was I saying? Yeah, so, uh, so, they, so they want more souls, and... Uh, why that is is a is 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 something that we can get into. But gen- generally speaking, when when you hear somebody talk about the term lunar currency, what they're talking about is the idea of dedicating your soul to another entity in such a way so that when your soul die, when your body dies, or when your soul is removed from your body through one one, one nefarious mean or another, then you get then your soul goes to that entity and it counts as a, a, a it's a win, it's a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, W we, is just a V put together twice. Boom! Instant Vivek reference. That's right. That's right. It's Vivek. Yeah, that's right. All 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 wins are Vivek's. Um. <laughs> so why? 
<laughs> why not? Well, so, so James, why are people trying? Why are these entities trying to get? Why are they sweating lunar currency so damn much? Do you uh, think? In the case of Molag Baal, he's trying to use it to power the dark anchors. He's li- literally using the energy to do and to do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in terms of getting the souls, um, I re- I can't. I've not got anything. I've not got anything definite. Um, but if if souls are somehow linked to creation, which we've already talked about, mm-hmm. uh, then accumulating and processing manipulating creation is a, is a big deal it's what it's what the towers were built to do um, right. for starters um so um so if the daedra can just accumulate more creation to manipulate then they can have more have more power within some sense although it also that conflicts with how i think about oblivion um and what the daedric prince's realms are because are they then um because actually, if they're taking more souls into their realms to try and increase their holdings in Oblivion, which in some senses feels very, very feudal um, in some ways, particularly as Fanuit Hen talks about it in the Lawmaster's Archive that he's part of, it's kind of, he's a, um, the Maelstrom Arena is aligned to Boethia in some semi-vague feudal sense. Um, does it almost mean then that if Daedra are accumulating souls to themselves. They're steadily becoming more Aedric. They're, 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 they're oh. accumulating a newic creation within themselves. Not necessarily. I would argue that the battery portion of the uh, of the soul of the animus, and I would argue that's what goes on yeah. enchanted objects as well. It's really more of I think it more ties in that whole idea of how uh, not every infinity is the same size. Yeah. You have like these infinite Daedric okay. beings, but they're always looking to get more, I don't want to say mass so much, but when you talk about Croatia, that's sort of like matter <clears throat> in a way in the, in the universe. Yep. They're just they're trying to get more of that and be more of themselves. And you see in uh, the events of Battlespire how they're always, you know, fighting with each other for resources and power and control right. over each other's planes and but- I think you I just hit the nail on, on the head right there. They're trying to get more souls so they can be more of themselves. The, 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 tr- the, the reason why the, the Daedra stuck around in the first place was because they said, well, okay, now it depends on who you ask. But one possible explanation is they were fascinated by Mundus in some way. Yep. And I think the Daedra understood intuitively that the souls that are being processed through Mundus and the experience that they're getting can make them can can give them the ability to be more uh differentiated which is the is is kind of the the defining characteristic of daedra they're not the amorphous uh um all is all all the time uh that soul or, or that entities are in aetheris in this in this all space and all time dimension that they li- that they're at uh and they're not strictly limited entities that live on Mundus either. They're so in in order to differentiate themselves from one and the other, they have to be they have to arrive somewhere in the middle. They have to be a an amalgam entity, but 
also unique in some way or, or, or at least differentiated. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the one thing I would sort of add to what John was saying about um, Battlespire fighting for them to be more of themselves, I'm just going to be kind of boring here and say that it's it's all a game to them, the way it is with a lot of capitalists and rich people. It's how much more money can I make? How much more mm-hmm. can I get that I can rub in the faces of my competitors, my mm-hmm. co-workers, those who I hate and despise, right? Like, what are you going to buy with it? Doesn't matter. I have it, et cetera, right? Doesn't matter. And, and yeah. literally the whole original point was that uh, Tamriel was the arena. It was the battleground where everyone fought for influence in everything. It's it, it's basically the free market. Like Lunar currency is what these free market venture capitalists known as Daedra are just trying to find, right? Stones of Jordan. So... Right. Does nobody. That, nobody played Diablo two. Nobody. All right. Fine. Whatever. So okay. does. So does that to just to make a, a an absolutely horrific metaphor. Um, <laughs> does that mean that the hist are the equivalent of American Express, whereas Vedra <laughs> are Mastercard and Visa? Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, 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 just to unpack that one a second. Yeah. Sorry. not ready for that question. <laughs> the the Hister Google Wallet. That's what it is. Okay. Let, let oh. me unpack that one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that um, Ma- Ma- Mastercard and Visa. Um, Operate on in partnership with banks in order yep. to let you in order to let you use their network, and but you they have to, um, but they have to operate and use, um, and use existing. Oh, banks need to use Mastercard and Visa, um, in order to, um, in order to process stuff like um through through their card networks. <laughs> so the Daedra, the Daedra are the banks. They they're using souls within the, the system of the Dream Sleeve, Aetherius Mundus, all that stuff. <laughs> Whereas Amex isn't like that. You don't get an Amex card partnered with Bank of America or whatever. Right. Um, you, you just, just get an Amex with an Amex. Yeah, you just have Amex because they process both ends of the transaction. So um, they they um, they they don't and um, they uh, they do act as both the issuer and the acquirer if you want the technical terms. Uh, but everything happens within Amex's own network and nothing leaves their network. Um, whereas this is one of the reasons why it's so fucking hard to get an Amex to work on uh, e-commerce sites is because their APIs are yeah <laughs> no go no go areas <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair enough but um, if but and that strikes me as how the hist work that they're constantly having the same Argonian souls cycling through the same system mm. coming from and to the same place mm. um, they don't get any bigger but they don't get any smaller maybe unless. It's a closed loop. Yeah, that that's that's the way it feels. But if what we're saying about the experience of soul <laughs> making things bigger, then the hist will be puffing themselves up, will be gaining in importance anyway, because they're gaining more experience and doing it more and more and more so, mm-hmm. um, because they're re- they're essentially building experience on experience on experience, um, because Argonians can remember past lives in a way that others can't. Oh. As well, they they've got connections to all the memory in the hist. But yeah, um, but Eric said, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know whether we're going to go down 
um, towards whatever, whatever beaten path. And no, Captain, we're not going to extend cryptocurrency. No. Have you all read the novels at all? Once a long time ago. Yeah. So in the novels, uh, spoilers for any anyone. They've been out for a minute. You're fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, the main villain of sorts is this guy who owns this pseudo it's basically a, a primitive history um within its own like plane that he uses to travel space with that gets summoned to Nern. and this guy goes by the, the, it's called umbriel this guy goes by the name of umbriel at the same time but the, the the tree that this plane is formed around has a cycle of souls within it and they're always harvesting more souls to add to it. And those souls are heavily implied to be part of Lord Umbriel um, himself. Yep. And, oh, crap. My, my brain. I'm like all over the place right now. But um, <laughs> in regards to... I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. Oh, guys. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let me. That was yeah, going somewhere. Yeah. Let me cover. Let me cover one thing really yeah. fast. Um, um, I do want to mention we, case, we were. Shall we? Shall we perhaps answer Ferrick's question? Because is oh. is the soul the seat of one's identity, mere energy, or a combination of the two? Is there any aspect of one's personality that persists after death, or is the whole of one's being recycled? Oh, I'm really glad oh. we we moved on to that because yeah. we've got a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Chris beat me to it, so I'll let Chris go first. But yeah, I have some thoughts on that well i well actually actually i want james to start answering it because he's 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 way more structured about this than i am we we've both <laughs> been working off of the same um uh, document that is like 99.99 percent his work so um uh although in my defense he beat me to a lot of stuff i was going to mention um <laughs> sorry uh, no, no 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 um yeah. i've had a i've had a week dude you would not believe my week um <laughs> so we've got uh this, uh, there are a lot of sources that tend to echo the idea that souls are what what happens to a soul when it reaches the Aetherius or possibly on its way up the dream sleeve is that it gets cleansed of all memory and by extension all personality. Um, when we were talking earlier about the idea of souls being fragmented, there's uh, it's possible. Um, oh, oh, well, there you go. Um, it's it's possible that uh, there may be like you could you could uh, you could argue that the soul that stays behind and becomes a ghost or a specter of some kind may not be the sum totality of the soul that was existing in the person's body, mm -hmm. but. Uh, my suggestion has always been that a soul leaves its leaves the body, goes up into uh, goes up through the dream sleeve into Aetherius, and then gets all of its memory removed, either before or on the way up or after, and then is recycled back down again into Mundus. That last part, I don't necessarily know if I have anything to back that up. Uh, it feels suspiciously <clears throat> like the water cycle, which. Is right. another thing altogether. Um, yeah, another thing we gotta yeah. cover. Yeah, but if the bit that stays down here is memory, then, um, then how does uh, um, I'm basically um, it feels like a conflict between water being memory and ghosts existing at all. 
unless ghosts are just clouds. Go- ghosts are fog. I I got I uh, got your back there. There is actually um, this is from ESO, but and actually mm-hmm. crap, I'll just actually read it because I thought this was really interesting. The longer a body remains inanimate, the less hold its original owner has on the the corpse. A spirit can stay tied to its remains for days, weeks, or even years. The shorter the time, the more likely that the spiritual umbilicus exists. And over time, um, yeah, so basically, even when the soul is left, there's a link that remains between it and the body. So in regards to um, ghosts having... um, I don't even remember what you were saying anymore, James. I'm so, I'm all, I'm all <laughs> yeah. always the, <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, it's basically that if, if memories if memories become water, why are ghosts a thing? Right. Uh, that that that's the, that's the thing I can't I can't ah, really yeah. square. Mm-hmm. And um, also, we've got in 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 a very real way. If memories become water, why don't we see water draining out of bodies when they die? Okay, so I can kind of answer this one. I think. Cool. Um, the reason why we don't see water leaking out is because we have to also think of the waters of memory as tied to the waters of oblivion, which are not necessarily there as a physical sense. Um, this is actually really, uh, it's, I, I, I should, I shouldn't say, I was about to say it's very clearly outlined, um, in Red Garden Yokodin mythology, where, for example, Tuwaka buries the souls to um, uh, the far shores right. where they're safe and theoretically preserved as an, as their own kind of selves or memory outside of water as memory. Um, so there's that sense of sailing the seas of oblivion, and this is also somewhat corroborated in um, uh, Cyrus the Restless sword meeting with Vivek, where... Mm-hmm. When they're sailing the waters, and then when Sep rises in the sky, they have to make an abrupt turn north, um, because this kind of signifies, if you read between the lines, that they're no longer just in the waters of Tamriel, but the waters of Oblivion. So things are getting kind of messy and ethereal here. Uh, I, um, I, 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 it, that actually makes a lot of sense, and it doesn't completely conflict with what Kirkbride told me about it, which was that it was their way of navigating at strange angles to get back into the past. Because they were heading to Yokuda, which is in the past. Yeah. So that's why they had to change. They had to change that angle because they had to sail at a strange angle, basically. Yeah. Um, which still works with that. Yeah. But again, my my main point about that was also the idea of um, to the Red Guards. Sure, they see the stars in the night sky, but it's also kind of a water up there in the sense that Duaka has to ferry your soul across it. Um. And where where I'm ultimately going with this is that the reason why we don't see um, souls sort of turning into water is because it's a separate, going to sound really ridiculous, but um, a ethereal or metaphysical water in a sense. You know, the waters of oblivion. What is oblivion but nothingness, nothing that is there? And we have references in the Elder Scrolls about water as oblivion. So that, I think, is where part of the soul sort of goes when it dies. And it sort of ties into the aspect that we talked about earlier about souls having two or more parts. One part goes back to, like, the the power, the energy of the soul goes back to Ethereus. The memory of mm. the soul, mm-hmm. or, or it can go back to Ethereus or to a Daedric Lord that you promised it to, 
And then the sort mm-hmm. of memory-based part of the soul, depending on what the soul has done in its life, it either achieves permanence um, or like it becomes tied to an object, such as, say, Prince Ator inside the sword or the crown or whatever. Um, or it becomes uh, part of an oversoul or a gem or something. Or lunar or currency to a daedra. to memory where it then comes back in. Right. Amniotic fluid is the mortal waters of oblivion. Hey, I, I, there I, we I go. Stake the money water on of it. the womb. Yeah, that's not bad. Th- think, think, think about it. Like that's where the child forms. That's where the soul forms. It's all in water, and body seventy percent water. It's basically like a probably a really crappy ver- like version of Creatia. It's for mortals, I would imagine. It's the yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's the if, best we can do. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if if water if water is literally is literally memory, then that would. And then that would make sense. You're busily imbibing parts of the soul and energy and all that sort of stuff. So you Uh can then pass it on and it all gets filtered and everything else. Um, But, oh. So, so James, uh, James, real quick, did that, my explanation help kind of give you an idea of at least how I kind of view that sort of, you know, squaring that hole, as it were? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's it kind of um there's still part of me that wants to tie in the dream sleeve as part of the weather system, but um oh. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, it's possible. No. I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not sure if we actually um, if we actually can. Um but yeah. Um there's also um just um thinking about some of the stuff that John was kind of um kind of wanting to say. Um is do we want to start talking about AE? at this point and what that is in relation to a soul we've we've brought it up but we haven't really um discussed it at all because we've been talking about soul as far as identity goes but there's talk about um ae at least in the community in terms of in terms of some in terms of who who or what something is and their capabilities their their core nature almost i mean it's not exactly um i don't know whether we've got enough to overlap the idea of AE with what a protonymic is um, or a nimic or a nimic in general. Oh, uh, no, but uh, I could like, okay, no. I could sort of see it um, to, to put it in a certain real world sense is that AE or AE is just a, an affirmation kind of like, uh, who, who was it? Was it Voltaire who said, I think therefore I am, or is that someone else? That was Descartes. Uh, Descartes. Yeah. Descartes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a plebeian clearly. Um, so it was Descartes who said, I think therefore I am. And I feel that that's kind of just what a is in the sense of Tamriel, a Daedroth or a Kartok Padme, Chim K Altadun. Like it's, it's just kind of this affirmation, this statement of, I am in mm-hmm. the classic Elder Scroll sense, at least how I mm-hmm. view it. I could be wrong though. I'm no, I mean I actually think that's completely true. Um A in Elnafex is used as a as a it's... connecting word and kind of what I was sort of trying to get to earlier, the amniotic thing was this idea of A as a duality as well. There's always a, a link between the um the spirit or the soul and the body as long as oh there you uh, go the as long as your as long as the identity is maintained um and J- James to AE when you consider also when you look in LFX and you see something like uh AMA SETI AVEC you get this idea that uh something is something else then you also have the final subgradients of all AE as spoken of in the love letter which um 
begins to be brought up in the context of Anu Padme. So you begin to get this idea that A is like this connecting, um, this concept that connects you all the way from the first br- brushstrokes of Anu Padme all the way to who you are now. It's 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 the you that's made up of all the things that came before you, kind of like a DNA or inheritance. That mm-hmm. that's kind that's kind of how I tend to see it. That's very very close to most people's definition of a nimic. It's the sum total of your being, including everything that's come before you. If there's a destiny, it's yeah. that as well. It's, and it's who you currently are. And it's your conception of yourself, your conceptualization of yourself, excuse me. And uh, it's, it's sort of the fourth, fourth, fifth, fifth dimension, I think, of yourself, of the long tube snake-like entity that is that is you from the beginning of existence all the way to the end um yeah vivek uh, and vex teaching yeah. um actually yeah. discusses the search for the er you or the original you which mm-hmm. sort of implies that you are a sequel that there was a you before whatever you are now so uh, there's this kind of idea that as you're looking back and of course this starts getting like really existential and probably starts getting into tower and wheel shenanigans, but it's uh, it, it, it might be close to pla- the platonic concept of truth. Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Um, uh, the way, the way I'm treating it is the idea of um, is, um, is the person, is the person still a person if they do something that they're, um, if they don't do the, something that they're known for doing, um, if you like, what? Um, if, if for, for example, is, um, the example I've seen is with um, when talking about Immanuel Kant, his his big his big contribution to philosophy was writing the Critique of Pure Reason. If he didn't write the Critique of Pure Reason, is he still the same person? If 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 you don't if you don't do if you don't do something if you don't express that in the same in the same way and some or someone else expresses something for you, does that does that change the identity um, portion of what you are? I don't think this is an argument that can be made. If I, th- I think I think what you're saying is impossible. If a if a person doesn't do what they're known for doing, they didn't do it, and they're not known for doing it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm using a past example just to give um just to help conceptualize the whole thing. But, but, but yep, in Elder Scrolls, you can have a dragon break, and you can undo. So if Tiber Septum, if somebody breaks the dragon, goes back in time and stops Tiber Septum from yeah. t- from Tiber Septuming everything until it can't be Tiber Septum no more, then is is Tiber Septum still Tiber Septum? The answer is no. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely branched. He's he's been he's been versioned off into into a different branch. <laughs> yeah. So and, does that? And so, what does that mean for the composition of his soul? Is does that mean his A is different? If we're saying that's the sum total of their experiences and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, so that what, what I think that would. For, I think that, I think it's still you, but I I, 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 I think I it would be the formation of, like, of somebody different. Of like and the reason gods. why I say that is because that's kind of the job that Jills have is determining reality, and. I think an entity like a Jill and Akatosh in general is exactly the kind of entity that is powerful enough to deny a path to somebody 
and in so doing change their change, you know, change their, their existence themselves. And, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I think this is related. This is like the same area of math air quotes that, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, uh, Oh, wow. Um, uh, bad guy in oblivion had just flew name just flew Mankar right in my head Cameron. and Mankar Cameron used to recalculate his Nimic is mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, it's the same sort of like wheelhouse as the techniques that he used, uh, Mervyn's razor for to, to re- deconstruct and then reconstruct himself. I think is the same kind of like <clears throat> metaphysical area that Jill's would work in to recalculate somebody's destiny basically. Yep. Does that and, and that's that, razor is just a glorified slide rule? Well, I think it's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah. But like generally speaking, right? Well, well <laughs> Well, what I'm suggesting is that Mankar's razor is a, is a, a is um is is the command line for a git repo. And and what 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 basically what happened was is that they is that Mankar just uh um uh, you know uh just uh uncommitted uh all of his you know uh, everything back to a previous uh hash number and then branched and rebuilt his his you know his processes off of a off of a, a completely different repo is what I'm getting at so the shitty imitation of Padme's sword. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Act- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beta. I just, That's right, I Captain. Just had a thought on, on the on the Jills. If you're saying that kind of, if they're responsible for destiny and reshaping everything, that almost makes them the midwives of all souls um, and all identities because they're determining what something is um, by virtue of what they're doing, and so they're shaping what souls can do. Possibly. Um, so. There's, um, I've just been also trying to catch up reading on chat. Um, <laughs> shout out to Icefire Warden for reminding me that he never explained uh, what Seesaw is, so he should, he'd better explain it in the chat now. But um, <laughs> someone I, I it's did he bring up a, a somewhat interesting point, which was um, if memories can potentially evaporate, perhaps they could melt? Or are we just oh. saying... <laughs> Uh, can mem- mm. well, can memories run together? Mm. That's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, what is Black Marsh, d- if not just a sieve for memory? Yeah. Do you have? Is does uh does the Elder Scrolls universe have a collective unconscious? I I think so. I think I think all the young that goes on in that universe probably. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. is that also if you're mm-hmm. playing uh, bingo at home? There's your young card. <laughs> there you go. I, I, <laughs> would I the dream actually, sleeve be an expression sorry. of that? Hmm? Although, or, well, the well, the, although the dream sleeve. Well, the dream, is, mm. If if we're going on the model that we're talking yeah. about, here, the the dream sleeve is short of all memory. Well, so it, okay, yeah, okay, can't. Mm-hmm. Also, also I'm sorry, I just read some very hilarious comments. Um, one of which was uh, it sounded the way you, you said um, Tiber or Tiber Septim, Chris. 
Someone said it sounded like Beaver Septim. And I'm just imagining the Justin Bieber overstall. <laughs> well, actually, the the reason why I I actually wrote down something about Tiber Septim earlier, which was the when we were talking about like more souls, which equals more power, and the reason why the Daedra want to get more souls is so that they yep. can do more stuff with more Creatia. This is the reason why Tiber Septim was as powerful as he was, is because he had he was more human than human. He had more souls than most humans are supposed to have. More soul, you know, obviously directly leads to more power. And so Tiber was, yeah, more human than human. He was, but he was better at being a human being than other humans were. <laughs> he was, he was Captain America, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> also, the plot of the novels again. <laughs> That's what someone tries to do, actually. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, and it also explains why, uh, mm. like, you can consider Almsavi to be a separate entity from I am Set and Vec, is because uh, is is the idea of all three of their souls joined together into one entity forms a fourth party. It's yeah. not really a fourth party because the other three parts of themselves. It's a Venn diagram, except Almsavi is the big wide circle that takes up all three little circles. You know. Right, but there's also. Well, no, no, if it's a Venn diagram, then it's where all three intersect in the little sort of one. Oh, yeah, no, you, no, you're right. Middle, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. No, you got it. Which, again, just brings us to the whole nature of the enantiomorph where, yeah, we, we're just going to we're just going to take three things and make it one quick maths. So, yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Hmm. Another question that I have just before we go down the tribunal rabbit hole. Um, Let's does... not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> God, not today. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're um, only an hour in. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, just take that third aperture away. Um, <laughs> but, um... Why does that sound lewd? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, um, we, the notion... <laughs> okay, I've killed... Thanks. Well done. Um, <laughs> RK and souls, and the right the rights of RK and what that means for mm -hmm. their use in necromancy and so on, and not what's what's um what are the rights of RK doing to souls um to try to make them not able to be used in necromancy? What bits of the soul are being used in necromancy that means that the right of RK has some sort of effect? They're not just pulling raw energy from the dream sleeve because you can't. You would you would have to effectively desalinate the entire ocean in order to protect it oh. from the um, from the notion of um, um, from the, being used in necromancy. Well, so is this as simple as like an alignment of sorts, like a a, a, a um, an attribute that RK gives to a soul that keeps it from that keep, makes it immune from? necromancy is it is it as is it as sort of boring as that power. because uh <laughs> that's what the necromancers the whole big deal with the necromancers moon was that it could eclipse um rk completely and allow necromancers have a lot more mm. um, power over souls and create black soul gems and mm. things like that so i think it's more of since rk <laughs> is an adra he's a law of mundus yeah if he if he says that you don't get to use this soul. You don't get to use this. Then that's soul. it. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's done something. Yeah. Yeah. 
But what does that mean for souls that go to Daedra? Does that sort of status change have any sort of effect on it, or am I just overthinking? Well, it might not, because you, you, yeah. I mean, your soul can go to a Daedra, and you don't have to be reanimated by a necromancer. True enough. It's just, it's just there in the Daedra's realm, so you can say, "Oh, look, this is so nice, or this is so horrible, or cheese, right?" Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, but either way, you don't have to worry about getting dragged back into reality as a reanimated corpse. So, mm-hmm. when? <laughs> Maybe? I would actually argue that black souls are also a manifestation of RK's power. Because I don't think it's actually... People often compare it to sentience, but there's a lot of sentient races that don't have black souls. Like uh, Frost and Fire Atronax, for example, have, uh, names, have names and cultures. And they're... The Falmer own, don't? Um, they can speak, yeah. they're intelligent, but Remora have black souls. So they do. The only Dramora hmm? have black souls. Pretty Wait, sure. Shit. Huh. At least that's what UESP said the other day when I looked at. It. They could be okay. Wrong. I don't remember. Um, it's been that long since I played more ones. I believe. I mean, Oblivion. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So hmm. the what I tend to think is going on with black and white souls is when you consider that the gods are kind of in the collective unconscious of of, of, the, of mortals, their children, because they're the fragments of the gods, right? I think it's a matter of if enough people believe that this race is sentient or this race is um, like them, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, they're more likely to have a black soul. James, what was the what was the term for belief determines real uh, uh, the belief determines the attributes of gods? There was a a, a term that you used at one point. Like that was, no, was that it? No, mythopoeia. No, um, no, not. Um, I don't. I don't like. I don't like mythopoeia being um, used in that way. But okay. I know it does get used. Um, there, if if you imagine that yeah. there's a word for that, yeah. that like you know, like the belief of a a person. Yeah. Or, or enough, if you get enough people together to believe something that becomes true, if there's a word for that, imagine I just used it. So yep. the, <laughs> you know, but put it into the Use variable. Use your imagination, right? folks. Yeah, it's just, you know, dollar sign temp equals whatever that is. Okay. American so gods. what is it? <laughs> it's the American gods cosmology. Or, or right. Yeah, cosmology. yeah, the American gods yeah. cosmology. Um, if if that, um, I, I've proposed that idea to Kirk Bride. And he flat shot it down and he shot it down so damn hard. I'm remembering it. I'm remembering it right now very clearly, which is why I'm being compelled to tell you. <laughs> um, he, he, he was pretty insistent that at the very least in the, in this, in the, in, in the context that it was that, that we were talking about it, that if enough people believe that something is a God, it won't become a God. And that if if enough people stop believing in a god, that god won't disappear. That the idea of gods are permanent, or have a certain permanence mm-hmm. in the Elder Scrolls universe. In the Elder Scrolls universe, yeah. Um, and I think this may have just been his personal. Inter- um, at this point, I'm going to start putting words into his mouth, which I'm sure he would fucking enjoy. Um, <laughs> I I suspect what he would what he meant what what he was saying was that he. Uh, did not think that the number of people who worship a Daedra determined the power of that Daedra. 
because because yeah, and I, I hear you. I hear you. I see you nodding. It's because it's not that it's not that the number of people who worship it determine that um, that Daedra's power. It's the number of people who commit their souls to that Daedra that determines its power. Mm-hmm. So you can go and worship a million people, a million Dunmerk, and I'll decide to worship Molag Bal all at the same time, and it won't mean a damn thing unless a million Dunmer also swear their souls to Molag Bal and then kill themselves. Um, but it'll be great for advertising. The uh, um, the only the only thing that, so so I would suggest that it might you might be able to say that the the nature of the beliefs of a people or a religion might shape the form uh, that a god takes. But I but at that point you then get into another argument of is that because the god is just doing what its people want? Or is it because the want of the people determines what the god does? It's a chicken and egg thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is normally not an argument that's worth following, except when we're talking about gods, it's, we'll make an exception. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little important. So, for, yeah, right, exactly. Discworld is, I mean, fr- frankly... I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we don't bring up Discworld more often in these chats. Because I, <laughs> I have I think, no like rel- relation to it at all. I've never <laughs> read it. I know nothing oh, about we it can except fi- the title. We can oh, fix that. Yeah, dude. I'm sure you, can. you. You. You owe it to yourself. If, if anybody who's watching or reading or listening to, or I don't know how you're going to read this, but anybody who's watching or listening to this right now, if you have not read anything by Terry Pratchett, you need to change that shit. Because we already have enough boxes to tick and bingo. That's a good point, Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fair. you, Arctic Juice six six six. Yeah, good, good, truthful statement from Arctic Juice six six six. There, yeah, great. Um. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Souls in relation to gods. Yes. And which is something I kind of wanted to think about anyway, and that possibly shines a light on how souls work, because um gods create souls, created souls for themselves so that they could introspect. So souls are a division of the self in some ways in how in how that's and how that's thought about, just to bring it back to something very, very right. high. Um but um whether in, in that case do we do we ha- we have to have souls in relation to something else? Um, I don't know quite where I'm going with this, but I'm just thinking in terms of statements. Um, but yeah, I, I almost want to say, does that relate to something about um, about ghosts again? Because um, I was trying to think on how that how that relates. Because ghosts are collections of memories and experiences. Mm-hmm. Whether it's leftover parts of the soul or not, I don't know. But go. Um, they're typically kind of seen as that sort of thing. Um, Can you soul capture ghosts? Yes. Okay. So yes, probably right. soul and en- soul energy of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So now I think about it. Um, is that then just goal? Ghosts are souls without reference to anything else. That go- um, that ghosts can't can't introspect anymore, which also means they can't grow. Um. So it's ghosts are just isolated forms of of soul energy in that case, um, and uh, I 
don't know. I, I'm trying to think, was there something more profound than this to, to go on about? Um, although, um, and some, some, something, something, Mundus, soul of, um, um, soul of everything, something, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I can connect the dots there, but. Well, um, I think we earlier touched on just very lightly the idea of Mundus being having a, a structure very similar to the Mantella. Yeah. And soul gems in general as being a, a giant storage point for souls. But I would argue that the that the mortal body is also the same thing. Um, yeah. That the uh, and, and I think we've we've ran a roundabout way outright said that uh, that uh, the, the mortal body in the Elder Scrolls universe is literally powered the same way as a uh, enchanted staff is powered it's the it's a very similar process the enchanted staff gains the ability to do things cast spells etc in the same way that a mortal body gains the ability to breathe and animate from mm-hmm. the soul that it inhabits or that inhabits it excuse me um When that gets where that gets interesting is when you start talking about things that are purpose built to capture souls like the Mantella, like like soul gems, but also Numidium. Mm-hmm. And ah yes, okay, and how its its <clears throat> skin or its identity, uh, its its physical and metaphysical entity or identity is determined by the souls of the Dwemer that power it. Uh, but, but it is not animated by those souls. That's what the mantel is for or the uh, heart of Lorcan is for. Yeah. So if that's the case, then why is the Numidium? Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I got something very fundamentally incorrect here. The uh, Numidium is perfectly capable of operating on its own. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do anything unless it's commanded by the Staff of Magnus. The totem. Totem of the totem. That's it. That's what I meant. That's what it that's that's what gets the uh big brass god to stomp around. So it's not that it's not powered, it's that it has no will. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it has no will, I would argue, is because it was it's being powered by the souls of the Dwemer who did not want will. Ah. Which is why in my own, you know, like sort of headcanon, my own, my own conceptualization is why I think the Dwemer got exactly what they wanted or they got what they needed, but not what they wanted. Does that make sense? They got. Well, it is true. They were only good at taking souls and shoving them in robots that had to be told what to do. Pretty much. But I mean, the, the, <laughs> what what I what I think from the well, when it comes to what the Dwemer automatons were for, I think that they were at least early in their development experiments on the nature of uh, of of existence by the Dwemer, and Absolutely. then they they were just coming up with these experiments and then suddenly going, Oh, Hey, wait a minute. These are actually useful. And that's where they came from. A Dwemer of eight can make a golem, but an eight of Dwemer can become one. 
Uh, yeah. Well, but the the reason why Numidium does not the the Numidia, the reason why Numidium is not conscious is because the Dwemer hated consciousness. It's because they they hated existence. Yeah. They hated words. Uh, well, they probably did. Yes. They <laughs> no, yeah. No, they hated uh, experience. They hated experience. stimulus. Um, uh, phenomena and phenomena get talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, took a minute. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they hated existence. And so that's why they, that's, that's why the, the, the Numidium, which is the ultimate expression of the, the Dwemer when it all costs get, you know, uh, uh, destroy everything. Uh, temper tantrum made, made, made flesh, or in this case made bronze and gigantic. Mm-hmm. that's that's what they're for uh th- th- that's why they met that's why jubal has that great argument with them in coda is because the 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 whole uh, the whole argument of the of the numidium is all boiled down to the the whole argument of the dwemer i mean is all boiled down into the into numidium which is uh we're taking our ball and we're going home we don't want to play anymore and it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a great big temper tantrum and yeah the reason why Numidium works that way is because it's the amalgamation of all, you know, of all Dwemer memory and will and AE and all those other words that you want to throw at it. It's, all it's, right. it's distilled, you know, it's, it's distilled childish, childishness. It's, t- <laughs> <laughs> it's a distilled temper tantrum. So, yeah. I came back at the exactly right time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah. uh, we, we did, we, you guys were earlier, were, were skirting around this, but I don't know if you were, uh, if you were outright going to say this or not. So I'm wondering if you'll agree on it. The idea of uh, mortals being the children of Mundus is the same as Daedroth being the children of Daedric gods. No. Okay. Because... Um, because the Aedra have to combine to become something different again. You've got thesis and antithesis becoming synthesis. You've got two different two things becoming coming together to make a third thing. Uh-huh. Whereas, um, whereas the Daedra make lesser Daedra out of themselves, possibly. Um, I the the, the Dramora is one bizarre exception to that because they seem to be swearing allegiance to whoever is going. Um, and, yeah, but is that just because they were made so powerful that they had free will? Hmm. Possibly. Is this a whole different cast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're spiraling um, rapidly out of uh, out of off topic here, but um, it's, it's yeah. hard to say because a lot of um, different types of Daedra seem to just form just randomly in space, like yeah, not necessarily necessarily related to like any um, Daedra any prince or god um just if a vestige can land in the right soup it turns into <laughs> something <laughs> yeah, yeah the right, goop, the the right I have. yeah because um there's there's talk about totally unaligned planes that aren't connected to a prince at all um i don't know whether esos <sighs> changed that because um there was talk about atronarchs and so on being the ones that came from these unaligned planes or the planes that have 
are kind of ruled by a collective rather than a prince. Whereas um, ESO talks about um, all of the fire flame atronarchs coming from Infernus and nowhere else. So, mm. yeah, so it, it seems that at least in that older con- um, conception of Oblivion, that um that it that you just take just take take a patch take a patch of oblivion sprinkle sprinkle some creation on it and you might get some daedra springing up somewhere somehow <laughs> i am just a simple farmer yeah. tending to my daedra fields <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then you start getting pl- you start getting planes as those sorts of things coalesce and they form a union and stuff but and they go on strike and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> start complaining to yeah. HR. We're not oh, getting whipped enough. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure how that um how that connects, but the the the, the possibilities for un, for unaligned Daedra just makes me think that um and that either yes, the uh, the princes are pumping too much themselves into their creations or there's something else going on entirely with how with how those with how those things are made mm-hmm. we're snickering at chat sorry <laughs> sorry we're snickering at chat as well a bloody <laughs> unions <laughs> ah dick jacks mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, alright <laughs> yeah um have we missed anything James? Uh, well, we should probably skim chat for any last questions and then wrap it up. It's been an hour and a half. We got a lot covered. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did um, good. This is one of those. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, carry on. <laughs> I'll say this is one of those topics we could easily carry on for like three or four hours about. Yeah. It's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of float a theory about um, about liches or leashes or how you oh, yes. pronounced it. Mikey's. Um, <laughs> no. no, no, no. You are bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> no. I bet everyone who's ever watched me <sighs> since I joined this cast has said that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Likeies. Uh, the. Just gonna lace up my lighties and run away. <laughs> you, you keep saying it. <laughs> Stop. I thought lighties were a type of fruit. I, I oh. actually say liches. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um the main thing for 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 um for leashes as I understand <laughs> it, um, is um <laughs> is that or liches. Whichever um, mm-hmm. is that they wind up soul trapping themselves, um, and basically possessing their own bo- their own body as with a soul trap. But they all seem to kind of steadily go nuts. Um, there's <laughs> yep. there's there's yes. a part of me that's that's thinking that why that's happening, what why why they decay, is because uh, they're using themselves to to fuel themselves, and they don't have anything to any way to refuel um they've there is there is no food equivalent they're just <clears throat> existing off their own soul that is um that is sustaining them that just steadily gets lesser and lesser and lesser and it's part of its use to power everything that's good actually they've they've been they've separated their soul from their bodies so and now they're basically overclocking yeah. they're taxing their soul to get to do make it do more than it's actually built to do it's only supposed well, yeah. to keep your whole it's damn body going and now you've got it like sitting in a jar a mile away in a in a, in a dank labyrinth 
I don't know whether we actually have phylacteries um, with um, yeah. with them for. Do we? There's been a phylacteries in Elder Scrolls, hasn't there? Okay. When yes, am I wrong? There, there are phylacteries in Elder Scrolls. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so yes. In which case, ignore that. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. The, the phylacteries are are like soul gems. Yeah. So, yeah. so everything you just said is still good. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no. That's, okay. I yeah, thought you were. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't disregarding the whole thing, ah. but yeah. Um, yes. I, yes. I knew specifically that part for of the being process yeah. was extracting and putting your soul somewhere else. So I thought mm-hmm. it was meant to then reinfuse your body entirely, mm-hmm. um, that with without having a vessel that you could just smash and kill uh, and kill the leash. Yeah, the uh, the soul becomes completely unimportant after that point. The reason I said it's like Lorcan is because mm-hmm. uh, the the anatomical position of the soul and the body is the heart. Um, there's a lot of evidence to point to that, and we know that when that when Lorcan, um, quote unquote, died when his heart was ripped <clears> out, <throat> he became part of the world. He can even though he yeah. lost his soul, he continued to live on. And that's kind of what Liches and Briarhearts too, even though Briarhearts take a little bit of a different different uh, approach, are, are are echoing. But it's also said that the um, the the divine I can't remember exactly where it said, but I remember something along the lines of how the divine spark kind of went out in the world a little bit. Like that's when Nern became the corpse planet. So the idea, you know, you, you of course entropy being born too from through Amira, mm-hmm. which happens in Lorcan dies. So this idea of like this slow decay as a result of losing your soul because you're powering it via yourself just seems like almost it's just so symmetrical. Like it's like a great, yeah. great parallel. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see anything else in chat. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was something uh, something about um Something about Wolf, IF, um, IFWs. Um, Wolf was able to materialize so close to the ghost fence in Morrowind because Talos has the arabical cord tied to the heart of Morkan like a ghost to a corpse. And then the heart, when the heart got yeeted out from Mundus, good old Talos got weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeet. Yep. Yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see that working. Um, yeah, I think... I think that's about it, unless you want, unless you want to me to start off on my entirely tangential thought about the flower baby, which I've posted in our internal chat. But no, 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 no we're good. Okay, um, I'm going to try real hard to do a South of Silcast next. Cool. So, uh, so we can continue talking about more soul aspects with the brass daddy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Contact train. Uh, well, there's plenty to cover in the uh, in the uh, Clockwork uh, City. So yeah. 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 Um, okay. Also, uh, John briefly touched on it uh, about Briarhearts and sort of their semi-Lorconic nature. We touched on that, and I think it was the Reachmen and like other yep. miscellaneous men mm-hmm. cast. So mm-hmm. if other people want more information on that, they can go there. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, thanks everybody for watching. We will be back hopefully in two weeks. Um, everybody wave. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.